You're listening to the Becoming More Me podcast with me, Teresa Lear Levine. You're already enough, but if you're anything like me, you thrive when you're stretching and developing yourself, creating more of the person you feel called to be. This podcast is here to inspire and support you. Let's release the negative, reinforce the positive, and elevate our vibe together as we tap into our limitless potential to transform and grow. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Becoming More Me. Super excited to introduce you to my guest, Tiffany Gilberton. And today, Tiffany and I share a mission to help women increase confidence. And Tiffany fulfills that mission for her clients as the founder and chief sexinista at Entice Me Soirees Incorporated and Sexy Survivors. Tiffany is a master at disarming sexual shame and normalizing conversations around sex and pleasure. I'm excited for that because we haven't had a sex-centered episode on Becoming More Me just yet, but here we go. So Tiffany inspires women to love their bodies and experience the orgasms of their dreams to eradicate the gender pleasure gap and entices individuals and couples to connect with themselves at their sexual core to feel sexier in and out of the bedroom. As a master sex coach, she facilitates sexy courses, workshops, luxury retreats, and coaching experiences, plus offers over 400 body-safe, non-toxic sexual pleasure items to enhance life. Yes, 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 and more yes. This is going to be such a fun conversation. Welcome, Tiffany. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a good conversation. I always like to give the audience a taste of who you are, what your life looks like, so they can really understand what it looks like for you to be running your business and helping people the way you do. So if you could just paint a little picture for us of where you live and who the main players in your life are, what you enjoy doing with your life outside of work, that sort of thing. Absolutely. I live in Long Beach, California, and I love it. I'm a water girl. Um, So I love living by the beach, knowing that it's there. I am really passionate about being with my friends and being around people who make me feel good. Um, And I love wine. I love crafted cocktails. I love to eat. I have a, I love to cook. Um, I'm on that creative side. I actually used to be in the restaurant business for many years and was an executive chef general manager, trainer, all of those things. So I love hospitality and entertaining in my home when I'm not working, but I really created my company when I left corporate America, when I left that restaurant, I created my business so that it was just me, um, an extension of me and that I wasn't a different person at work and a different person at home. And so it's very working as a pleasure for me and I get to talk about sex. So that's yeah. always fun. <laughs> like you get to mix business and pleasure and that's awesome. Yes. Have you always had an interest in doing work around the topic of sex or how did you come into that? I have. I've always been very sexually minded and very inquisitive and ever probably since my mid twenties when I had my first orgasm. I thought that I wanted, I knew I wanted to do something in this industry because I knew how important it was to teach women about pleasure because we have have such 
messaging as we're growing up about the consequences that come with sex, but never the beauty and the pleasure. And did you personally experience a lot of that growing up? Yeah. I grew up in conservative Idaho. So you uh, luckily I had a wonderful family who was very open, but I saw firsthand what not having sex ed and not having education around um, even our bodies really did to young women. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so many people suffer with shame and embarrassment around pleasure and sex. So how do you help people break through that so that they can really experience how wonderful it all can be? When I work with my clients, I really take them through a journey of learning to love their body, learning to know that the shame that they feel isn't the same as what men feel. And so we need to normalize that, that it's it's really societal shame and not just sexual shame, whether it's covering our bodies or wearing the right clothes or listening to what people say about us. Um, it's really important for you to love yourself first and to love your body and to appreciate that. I work with a lot of cancer survivors who have had traumatic, you know, surgeries and body altering treatments. And so teaching to love your body and to love yourself. And when you add the self-pleasure piece in, it really takes that to the next level. It's a, it gives a confidence that you don't even usually know that you need. Absolutely. And, you know, it's like we hear people all the time talking about money blocks or blocks to success or that kind of thing, limiting beliefs, stories. What are some of the most common sex blocks that you encounter in your business? Like things that people have blocks around regarding sex? Well, I find a lot of women have shut themselves down at that level and especially really high achieving women they think that they have to be very masculine and I was in that same position thinking I had to be masculine and I couldn't be my feminine self and so we shut that down and it's our really our creative juices it's life force energy and it's to bring that out just makes everybody just flourish so much more. Yeah. And that like, it's just a different feeling when you take care of yourself. Absolutely. And some of the biggest blocks I probably hear are, you know, I was always told not to wear this or that, you know, I would get, if I were to be sexually active growing up, then I would get a bad reputation. I would get an SCD. I would get pregnant. Um, that my body was kind of made for someone else's pleasure, not for my own pleasure. And, you know, get good girls don't do those kinds of things is really the message that a lot of us got. Yeah. That good girl programming really messes us up. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And I am a, I'm a huge fan of understanding the engineering of our energy, um, our chakras, using them to our advantage. And I use that a lot when I'm working with my clients and to help understand what's going on in their lives, why things aren't happening the way that they would ultimately want them to, and then to shift it. And, you know, the sacral chakra, our second chakra is thought to govern how we experience sexuality and creative expression, emotions, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And 
like any of our energy portals, it can become blocked and unbalanced and that can get things wonky with our physical and sexual experiences too. How do you feel about our energy and its effect on our enjoyment of sex and physical, physical pleasure? Oh, it's so, so like one of the top things I work with the sacral chakra a lot and have done a lot of work myself. That way I, um, work with EFT, emotional freedom technique and tapping with a lot of my clients. So it's very energetic. Um, I think that the energy that we have in our bodies is very powerful and taking people through the chakra journey and how that affects each part of pleasure is a big part of my work as well. That's awesome. I always love having fellow tapping practitioners on my show. It's a big uh, part of my business as well. And, um, you know, my work has a lot to do with lowering stress hormones, as you know, I mean, tapping lowers stress hormones so that we can increasingly like feel good and have those feel good hormones, like oxytocin and things come out. Um, and obviously we can't be pumping that out if we're pumping out cortisol when one's up the other's down and vice versa. I'd love to hear more of the ways that feel good hormones show up in sex and improve our intimacy and our bond. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, oxytocin is my favorite chemical. I have a necklace. I didn't wear it today, but <laughs> that's the chemical compound of oxytocin. Oh, no. um, so what I think is the basis of what women really need to know is that when we have an orgasm that we produce ourselves, that oxytocin is released in the body along with all the other juicy neurochemicals and endorphins. But the oxytocin really, instead of binding and creating an emotional bond with someone else, it creates self-love and it helps to overcome body image issues. It really gives you that next level of confidence because instead of that bond, it creates self-love. And so it's just going back to you and it raises your confidence in ways that you never knew were even possible or even needed. And it's been proven that women who self-pleasure more do things that they normally wouldn't do, like ask for more money in in sales conversations, in job interviews, because one, when you orgasm before going into a stressful situation, it lowers your cortisol, it lowers your stress hormones, it creates lower anxiety and more um, less stress so that you can be your best without having like this kind of anxiety in the air. Plus I'm assessing um, when you my have... breakthrough sessions with clients in a totally different way right now <laughs> as, as to how I'm going to prepare for them. And also wondering because you know, I know in, in cultures and so many other things, you know, men are thought to lose their power post-orgasm. And you're essentially saying women almost gain more of that clarity and centeredness and everything else through that. Yes, you do gain all of that. You're much more productive. Um, When men orgasm, they have a higher level of dopamine that's released. So they get sleepy and women don't have that release. So a lot of like, I know myself, I feel more energized after an orgasm than sleepy where my partner is sleepy. Uh, Also, when you have an orgasm, all those endorphins and hormones 
block pain receptors. So testosterone is released and it blocks pain receptors. So you can push back. And there's actually studies with Olympic athletes who are encouraged to self-pleasure the night before activity, before their events. And they are up to 13 to 20% um, more, have more strength, agility, and endurance when they self-pleasure the night before, no matter what gender they are, because especially for long distance, like track and field for biathlon, um, those where you need to be steady and stress-free and really um, have more power. That's so interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Which part of your business came first as you were building this business? Was it the the sale of product or was it the coaching or how did it all come together for you? Yes. Thanks for asking that. Um, I had gone, I had just celebrated my 12th anniversary. So it was a little over 12, like in December, it was in December tw- of like 12 years ago. And I had gone to a pleasure party and thought, wow, this could be done a lot better. This is very crass, very cheesy, like making fun. And I felt very uncomfortable as a very sexually open person. I felt very uncomfortable myself. That's funny. And I was like, this could be done a lot better. And so that's where I came up with the concept of the little black dress of pleasure. And so I started with home parties. I curated a line of products that I started just inviting people over to my house and having home parties and then getting hostesses and going to their houses. And now I have a team internationally that does home parties um, and workshops. And when I was developing my product line, I found out that chemicals that were outlawed in children's toys weren't outlawed in adult toys. And we put those in the most absorbent parts of our bodies. And that was terrifying to me. And so everything that we carry is non-toxic. It's all medical grade. It's of the highest. I research every manufacturer, every product that we carry. And all of our personal care products also don't leach chemicals into your body because that's very important too. Absolutely. I'm glad you're looking out for us all with that because it's not something that I think everyone would even think of as they're shopping for things. We make these assumptions that, you know, manufacturers are looking out for us and they're right. not. They're not. It's really important. And I I was um I was just thinking about like how far things have come in like the pleasure industry in the last few decades. What are some of like the hot newer things that are out that like maybe people don't know about that they should? The suction toys are amazing. Yeah. I love the Lay I love the Layla line and the Dame line. You know, you see the rows and all of those, but those are really like throwaway toys. They're not gonna last a long time. Um, the Lalo Scylla is really great. And my favorite is the Lalo Sona. Um, it's just absolutely amazing. If you haven't, if you like oral sex, you're going to die yeah. and go to heaven pretty much on this one. Um, there's just a lot more couples toys also coming out. And some of my favorites are just good old standards of even positioning pillows that can prop you up in different positions so that sex is more comfortable. Absolutely. I find that it's definitely welcome as I'm aging. (laughs) Yes. So, you know, things that you can hold a position when you were younger, don't feel quite as good when you're a few decades older. Um, 
do you have any recommendations for, you know, couples or even, you know, people who are dating or whatever that maybe haven't experimented with those kind of things before, like a good way to introduce that into their sex life that wouldn't feel awkward? So I like to look at sex toys as an accessory for your bedroom, just like a necklace is an accessory for your outfit. You take it away and you still look fine, but you add it and it makes it even a little bit spicier. And, you know, we don't eat the same food every day. So why do we expect to have the same sex every day? And so if it can be better, add it. And so a great way to add it is to just say, hey, I was thinking about this or I heard a podcast and it was suggested what do you think about us trying something that yeah. could change it up a little bit? I was listening to becoming more, and no, you know, toys and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, remind your partner that it's not a replacement. It's just to make things different and not even, you know, it's never going to replace somebody, but it's just something that makes a difference. You know, women need an average of 24 minutes of foreplay and men need about two. So it closes, it can help close that gap there as well so that you yeah. can get to orgasm faster and easier and at all. Right. Absolutely. And I think a lot of women can get stuck in the trap of feeling like just because men can get there faster, that somehow we're supposed to replicate that. What kind of information do you have to dispel that myth and make women feel so much better about the fact that like we move at our own speed? I think I heard this analogy recently and it's like men are like a microwave and women are like an oven and it takes us time to heat up. So knowing that you're no one get to know your body by self pleasure so that you can know where it foreplay feels good and what gets you going and know that also a lot of foreplay is mental for women. And so having those making your mind in whether you wear read erotica first or listen to erotica and get in the mood can help also it the average woman needs 24 minutes of foreplay to get to, to reach orgasm and if you take it from like 24 minutes to 45 minutes i think it increases up to 92 percent of women will be able to have an orgasm Those are so you know most women tell me that they have about five minutes of foreplay so that's a big you know and then it's like oh well i don't have time if i had put 24 minutes of foreplay in, then I don't have time for sex. Well, Bad. I know it's, it's your pleasure. And so learning what foreplay is, Esther Perel talks about foreplay being continuing from the end of one experience to the beginning of the next and that it's ongoing. And so find out with your partner, what keeps it going, whether it's sexting or flirting more, you know, touching more in between if you're long distance, you know, making sure that you're connecting on video chats or, you know, even having phone sex or video sex and connecting in between so that you feel connected and turned on and find out what turns you on and what turns you off as well. Yeah. Do you have any great resources that you enjoy sharing to help people kind of get started with opening up to all of that yeah there's tons of stuff on my facebook 
Um, I do videos all the time. I think the Come As You Are book from Emily Nagowski is fantastic. That is a good one. Um, I think Esther Perel's Mating in Captivity, if you're uh, married, is a fantastic book. There is a lot of reading materials out there for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. What kind of things do you wish like all women knew about sex that you don't think they do? Ooh, I wish that all women knew that they have that they have the power to have the best sex that they could possibly have every single time that they aren't relied on somebody else. Mm. And that you can enjoy your body and your pleasure and it you know really starting I wish I that we all loved our bodies that every woman loved their bodies because I think it's very difficult to have fantastic sex if you're worried what your body looks like right or if you're comparing it to somebody else's because no two are alike and they're all perfectly normal right all of our vulvas are completely normal. They are not too the same. And a, the Great Wall of Vaginas is a great resource if you are curious about what other women's vulvas look like. And if you have any shame around what yours looks like, then that is a fantastic resource. Absolutely. I love that. Um yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been asking you a ton of different questions. What are some of like your favorite like perspectives about, about sexuality or how did you come into being educated yourself on this? Like, where did you go to, to learn everything that you teach people and coach them with? Well, I had been in a narcissistic relationship in my early twenties and I thought that I wanted more sex and I've figured out that I wanted better sex because I hadn't had an orgasm. And so I was one of my friends introduced me to a book um, called Super Sexual Orgasm by Dr. Barbara Keesling. And her work is really empowering to me. Um, the book's out of print, but I do um, use her works a lot as a background kind of of everything that I teach in my studio um, course and everything because it's about getting into your body. I use a lot of sensate touch for which was masters and Johnson um, and just feeling your body because we go through day every day and we touch ourselves, but we forget to feel, we forget to actually get that oxytocin out. And so even just starting with feeling the water on your body in the shower and taking an extra minute to rub your body lotion on instead of just like, I've got to go um, feeling your skin and appreciating your body. Um, I use the five senses a lot in my teachings um, and really getting into that, especially at my retreat. And then throughout the years, I've just read and educated and been very inquisitive with every person that I meet pretty much. And I that now um, in the last 10, 10, 12 years, I've studied next to some of the most prominent sexual medicine doctors, pelvic physical therapists. I'm in organizations where we are constantly learning and exploring and learning about the body. Um, so a lot of pelvic floor work is central to my practice as well, because that's a whole part of 
the body that a lot of times you don't even think is um, related to sex and sexual pain and sexual pleasure. Um, I call it the mind-body vulva connection. So I really look at the emotional and mental pieces, the biological pieces with hormones and medications and physical ailments, and then what's going on in our pelvic floor and vaginal areas and vulva and how to make everything just come together. Yeah. Are there any particular recommendations that you would tend to make for women who are perimenopausal or going through menopause that would help make their sex life even better? Use lube is the first one and not just any lube. Um, use We carry Sliquid and Sex Butter and Uber Lube. They have no chemicals because a lot of lubrication out there on the market has parabens, which are found in 99% of breast cancer tumors, propylene glycol, which is a pretty much just a drying alcohol that's going to cause more irritation in the body. And so lube will change your life. I think it really makes every, it makes sex so much better and self-pleasure, you know, use lube when you self-pleasure. Vaginal dryness is one of the top things that women say that they are experiencing during perimenopause and lube can change your life. And don't be afraid to ask your doctor to get your hormones tested. I do bioidentical hormones and myself and recommend doctors. So if you're interested, I can suggest doctors to see. Um, it's really important to that most traditional medicine, Western medicine will tell you that, oh, you know, hormones are dangerous or that you don't need them, that your hormone levels are normal. Well, they may be normal for what is your age because of that's what's normal across the board, but it's not optimal necessarily for your health and being knowing, being an advocate for your own health. I have um, a client who had a doctor tell her that, Oh, if we would have told you what was going to happen in perimenopause, we would have too many women with suicide. So we just don't tell you what's going to happen. So learning about that and learning what's going to happen with your body and the changes and embracing it because life can be just as great going through perimenopause as it is any time in your life. Absolutely. And having more consciousness about the subject, I think would definitely be more helpful than harmful for anybody. So that's a shame that there's doctors out there keeping that information from women. Right. I was like, what? Yeah, that sucks. But here we are, you know, and thankfully we're having conversations like this to get people more (laughs) conscious about it so that they can self-advocate and make sure that they're getting the information that they need and the help that they want, not just settling for whatever normal or standard or like, Mm -hmm. okay, as far as testing and things is because yeah, that's definitely not optimal. That's not like living your best life with those kind of things. Um, Tell me about these retreats that you offer. Oh, it's amazing. So it's called, <laughs> I, I go, like watching you get chills. <laughs> um, I go, I take a group, a small group of women to Aruba and we explore the five senses, really getting into who you are as a woman and what you want in your life and how adding pleasure yourself um, increases your ability to reach your goals and dreams and increase everything all the pleasures in your life um one of my signature events is a blindfolded dinner so you get to be 
experience food in a new way and really just really take time for yourself. So many women don't take time for themselves and put everybody else first instead of themselves. And when we put ourselves first, we're better for everybody else in our lives and we're better at everything else we do. So, so when you're at a blindfolded dinner, do you get to know what you're eating or no? Yes. We have a very sexy chef that, and sommelier that tell us what we're eating after you first taste it though. So you taste it first and then he explains what it is. Okay. That's the part where I'd be like, "Mm, I don't know. So then I guess that's part of it. I get everybody's likes and dislikes first. We make sure that that's all taken care of. So you're not going to have anything you're allergic to or you don't like. We're going to make sure that that's all taken care of. It's very customized for each attendee. And then we do a, a really empowering, sexy photo shoot where I've had women tell me it's the first time in their lives they've felt sexy. Um, Gosh, I'm just coming out of one. I I had new photos done for my branding the other day and I was working with a new photographer and I just thought we would do some branding shoot stuff. And we ended up doing like full like naked milk bath photos and everything else by the time we were done. We just covered the whole spectrum. So not all of it's going on the website, but you know, it was so much fun. And for me, I hadn't done like a boudoir or beyond type shoot since I was pregnant with my last son and he just turned six. So I was feeling a little overdue and also feeling like this body that's entered its 40s since that time was in need of some honoring and just to, I wanted to really see it myself too. So, oh, I love that. That's so awesome. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I, I mean, I, I mean, it wasn't typical for me because I don't even think I've ever taken a milk bath before yesterday, but it was great for the photos and I'll probably do it again. So it was a lot of fun. I highly, I, yeah, women need to have more sensual, special photographs and memories made for themselves. I highly recommend taking it's that I really look at it's the ultimate self-care of Mm -hmm. adding self-pleasure is your own power and, you know, doing those things that make you feel sexy, whether it's a milk bath or wearing your sweats and going, hanging out on the couch, whatever makes you feel sexy, do more of that. Yes. Maybe a sneak peek. This is one of the photos that she sent back to me as, oh. a, as a sneak peek, but that is awesome. Yeah. I took like a cashmere scarf in with me and just soaked it and like draped it a little bit. So oh. that, you know, some things had some like side boob or some nipple and some things were, were covered and, you know, it was That's stunning, stunning. Absolutely. Yeah. What other, what other fun things do you have to offer? I, I feel like I don't know enough to a- ask you all the best questions and maybe you've got some great gems that you'd love to share. Oh, and I, also, I hate being put on the spot with questions like this when I'm on interviews too. Because I'm like, like oh, oh my like mind now, now is now all I'm like... supposed to pull the gem out. But at the same token, when I've asked those questions and I just intuitively think about like what does this conversation need, I always come up with something brilliant. So I'm hopeful that your intuition can lead you to something amazing. Also, yeah, really, if you know the know that you have the power in your body to have all the pleasure that you want, that it isn't reliant on someone else, that you don't have to wait to have a boyfriend to have orgasms or a partner, that it's all you. And that if you want great sex, then take it into your own hands and make sure that that happens and get, 
if you don't have the confidence to do that, reach out to me and I will instill that in you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That, you know, that I, I, a lot of my friends say, oh, sex is great with this person. And this person. I'm like, it's great because you're, you know how to have great sex and you don't let it be less than that. So, you know, a lot of times women think that sex ends when their partner finishes, but it doesn't have to. So speak up and, or just don't speak up and just take care of yourself. This sounds like an issue of like boundaries within sex. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries and know what you like. If you explore your body, try new things because, a lot of times, you know, women come to me and because they aren't orgasming vaginally and they want to have, you know, those Hollywood orgasms upon penetration and they are frustrated that that's not happening. But when I ask them how they self-pleasure, it's all clitorally. And so change it up and use your fingers internally, use a toy internally. And I I teach a whole course, a 12 week course on this. So, you know, find, get resources, reach out to me. I'd love to enroll people in the studio as well, but, you know, learn, change it up. How do you, what positions are you in during intercourse that your body, you can train your body to orgasm upon penetration and, you know, do something for yourself today that makes you feel sexy, whether, you know, I have five sexy secrets and I can share that link with you and Please. people or this can download it. Can say, I'll definitely make sure it's in the show notes, but if you want to share it and tell us what the link is, then you can do that also. To be honest, I don't know it off the top okay, of my head. No worries. We'll make sure that's in the show notes for all of you so that you can get show notes, please. Secrets. But you know, wear sexy lingerie for you. It's one of the French women's secrets is that they spend thousands of dollars on lingerie, but it's for themselves. It's not for someone else. When you wear sexy lingerie, you feel so much different than when you're wearing uh, the old beige bra. Yes. One of the first things I do with my clients is we go bra shopping because I'm like, okay, let's see what this looks like under here. And they're like, <gasps> and so I have a client that I worked with like, Oh, probably seven years ago. And we're in a networking group together. And every time I'm like, you look just amazing. And she's like, do you want to see I'm still wearing sexy bras? <laughs> That's awesome. I am definitely in, in need of a replenishment in that department. <laughs> um, but I do always have some that I can turn to for sure. My, my biggest thing is trying to find things that look right under clothes. Any what is what does right look like? I mean, so like, you like so that it's not like it, the bra's all like lumpy and like oh yeah, showing under the things. But also, maybe it does need to show a little bit. Yes, this is true. Also, so time to revisit that again for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Where can people find you? Tell me your website, all the good places on social where people can can find more of you. EnticeMe.com is my website and you can find all the information on there all the products and schedule a product consultation with me it's completely complimentary uh, so that we can find the right toy for you and then facebook it's tiffany.yelverton that's where i am most of the time all the other socials are at entice me soirees and 
we're all over, I'm all over the place these days, but I do spend most, I do most of my content on my personal Facebook page. I do weekly videos and a lot of content there. That's awesome. I will make sure all of that is in the show notes too, so that you all know where to go find Tiffany Yelverton and connect with her. Sounds like that's an amazing opportunity to get to know more about yourself through connecting with Tiffany. And thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this knowledge with us and everything else. I know that the listeners are going to benefit from it. I'm glad I could be here. I really believe in empowering women through pleasure and through making life even more amazing than it already is. Well, you're definitely doing it. So thank you for your contribution to that. And thank you all for listening and tuning into this episode. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend or post on social media and tag me so I can personally connect and thank you. Until next time, keep taking bold and brave action steps towards becoming more of who you want to be in this world. You are capable, you are worthy, and you are enough. Keep shining your light.